John Clayton. Powered through the Alaska Airlines Studios. Streaming live at seattlesports.com. On demand everywhere on the Seattle Sports app. Now, John Clayton. Welcome, everyone. This is the John Clayton Show. And no, I am not John Clayton. Bob Stelton here with you under uh, really unfortunate circumstances, to say the very least, for those of you who aren't aware, maybe aren't on social media and just tune in on weekends to speak with John Clayton. I just want to pass along the the information, the news, the unfortunate news, to say the very least that uh, John Clayton passed away yesterday at the age of 67 um, after a, a short bout in the hospital that I don't know that any of us knew was quite as dire as it was. So like a lot of you, uh, completely caught off guard, uh, stunned to say the very least, and uh, hate to be bringing this news to anybody. But again, for those that, that aren't in the know, that maybe aren't on social media or in front of a TV, uh, again, we lost our friend and our colleague, uh, the great John Clayton, yesterday. And what we're going to do for the next three hours is uh, celebrate John. We're going to talk to a lot of people. We're going to talk to you. We're going to open up the phone lines to you guys, let you guys, uh, you want to share stories, thoughts about John. Um, as I was saying to the guys on the outdoor line there, it's it's amazing to see uh, just his reach and his his impact and the, the impact he had on people in this business and outside of the business. And, you know, we, we get so used to seeing him and talking to him here. You feel like it's a local thing. And then you realize that he's he's an icon in the business. He's not a Seattle icon. He's, a, he's just an icon as an individual, an incredibly kind individual who I've known since 1998 as a, as a dopey intern at a, at a station asking him question after question, as I'm prone to do with anybody. But uh, it, it, the ability to ask questions to John Clayton meant the world to me. And it... it uh, it was one of the, it was one of the first things that I would sort of brag about to my friends, is that hey, I'm I'm interning in the, over at the station, and yeah, I'm I'm fetching milk and donuts for people, but I'm talking to John. I talked to John Clayton yesterday, and he told me this, or I'd pass along. He he said this about such and such, and it was just the coolest thing uh, for me as a, as a sports fan just to be in in his company, but to have access to him and talk to him was 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 really surreal for me, and then to know him over over two decades in this business, no matter where I was at, whether I was in St. Louis or Chicago or LA or here in Seattle, I would call John and he would come on anywhere I was at any time. If it, you know, obviously if it could work in his schedule, he would, he, no problem. I'm there. He just loved talking football and he was an incredibly loyal guy. So he was, he was, uh, he was one of a kind. And uh, I think we're all feeling the same shock and uh, level of pain that goes along with something like this. So uh, we're going to do our best to, to try to put a smile on people's face as best we can. We're going to talk to a lot of people, coworkers, colleagues. Um, you guys, as I said, can weigh in on the phone lines, 421-3776. Uh, you guys can text into the Mac and Jacks text line, uh, 421-3776. We'll get to your calls. Uh, we're going to speak with a lot of people, as I said, uh, coworkers, colleagues, and just uh, – you know, we're we're all in this together. I mean, we're we're all kind of going through this together. Everybody here is is in the same state of shock as as all of you are, who may be just learning about this for the very first time. This is uh, this is not something you ever want to go through, discuss, deal with. Um, but we're all in it. We're all here. Uh, I want to hear from you guys, and uh, just want to celebrate John. 
for three hours the way he would want to do it. It's 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 amazing. This show this show meant the world to him. I I loved how much he loved this show. It was just it was the most important thing. There were two things John loved more than anything in this world: talking football with people and his wife. His dedication to his wife was unmatched. It was it was it was absolutely. Uh, precious, and it, it was cool to see. It was something I really admired about him, and and just to see how much obviously Pat meant to him, and how much you guys, as listeners, loyal listeners, callers to his show, he he just he could not wait for the show each and every week. Didn't matter. He could be out of state. He'd want to do it from wherever he was at. I know Kyle would be dealing with equipment, or let's set him up in this studio because it was a lot of people would say, yeah, okay, I can't do this Saturday. I'm traveling. No, he would. He would book flights around the time of his show in order to be able to do his show uh, to make those sort of accommodations. And and it just it just spoke to how much this meant to him. So, again, we're going to we're going to go through this. Talk, talk to you guys. Talk to a lot of people. Uh, We got Graz coming up. We got Greg Bell. We got Shannon. We got G. We got Mike Sando, uh, Dave Wyman, Mike Salk, uh, Stacy. Liz, we're gonna we're gonna talk to everybody. The invitation is open to our friends across the street um, at KJR. I've spoken to a couple of those people as well, and and uh, there there is no there is no rivalry, there is no competition in a situation like this. This is a uh, a celebration of somebody who had a tremendous impact on all of us, and uh, somebody I spoke to five days a week for years years. I mean, we were talking to him. Every day, and uh, you guys talked to him. You guys heard him, and as I was telling those guys, for everybody that hit me on Twitter that said, you know, this is, I feel like I lost a friend, somebody I knew that I'd never met. Well, you, you did know him. You did. That's who he was. He was, uh, I, don't, I don't think he was capable of of putting on an act. That's exactly who he was. Uh, he was He was every bit the, the real deal, uh, to say the very least. So, again, if you guys want to weigh in on the phone lines, weigh in on the text, 421-3776. We're going to get to your calls, and I can't think of a better way to start things off than bring in Irish Minky, who is a, a staple on this show and a staple in the life of John Clayton. Irish, how are you, man? Hey, fantastic, Bob. Uh, I remember you from way back when, too. So. <laughs> Rock star Bob, wasn't it? Yeah, that's, that's what it was, my friend. That's what it was. Good to hear your voice. I, I was there. You know, uh, you know, I, I'm brokenhearted because uh, he was truly, truly a very special man. And, and the things to me that made him so special, as you mentioned it, was his undying love for his wife. I think that was his number one life and passion, and, and uh, football and all that was was really secondary. He, his care and, and, and uh, emotion and feelings for his wife were unprecedented as far as not, not we had conversations with him about that a few times on air and, and i just pointed out to him that very rarely do people do what he was doing and that was to support his wife no matter what and and he had they had trials you know they had tribulations mm-hmm. and the other thing that i'm so disappointed with now with him gone is um I won't be able to save his soul and convert him to Notre Dame now. <laughs> Who knows, Irish? You, you you may have done it. You may have secretly done it. He just may, maybe didn't want to give you the satisfaction of well, knowing you, you know converted what? him. He he escaped in his passing the day after St. Patrick's Day. So I don't know what to say. Uh, I'll miss the man terribly. I'll every St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to think of John Clayton 
passing the next day. Um, so I, as I always used to say, when I, you know, we battled back and forth, and of course I was the evil caller that always complained to John about why do you put him on the air and stuff. <laughs> he, he understood. Bad guys, bad guys make radio happen. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, he was uh, in Irish. We appreciate the call, my friend. Thank you so much for that. And uh, like I said, he was he was incredibly loyal to his callers, and he loved their loyalty to him. He couldn't wait to talk to talk to the regulars the you know the lineup is here in front of me and we are going to get to your calls uh let, let's head out to uh rent and bring in mike mike uh welcome to the show how are you my friend well i'm not well i'm kind of heartburning you know um <clears throat> when i learned the news yesterday it just broke my heart um i'll tell you something i'm a Pittsburgh guy and that's where john lived and uh i'm a diehard Steeler fan and uh my heart goes out to him and his wife, Pat. He loved Pat. I mean, every Friday he did date night with her, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was a huge thing for him. He would fill in on shows but say, I can do Friday, but I got to leave at this time because it's yeah. date night. It, it meant the world to him. Yeah, and I commend him for that because that's a real man, you know, cherish his wife like that, what he did and what he did for the city of Seattle. But he also was glorified in Pittsburgh, too. There was a, a lot of people back there that loved him to death, you know? Yeah, Mike, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it wasn't just here. It wasn't just Pittsburgh. As I said, that's one thing that became very clear. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if you're on social media or not, but just yeah, seeing, not. seeing the people, the different people across the landscape reaching out, talking about him, talking about his impact on them, whether they knew him or not, his influence, if they met him, how kind he was. It was just... It was it was very heartwarming to see in a, in a very sad time certainly, but just to see what he meant not to just callers, not to just people, fans, but just his peers. Yeah, that, that, gonna, that's amazing. We're gonna miss him. You're right, Mike. You're right. I appreciate the call, Mike. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I, I don't. You know, the other part of this is it, it feels like there aren't words to sum it up. There there aren't words that that are suitable that feel right, that, that do it justice, that do John justice. So uh, it, you're right. We're going to miss him. We're going to miss him in uh, just a tremendous, tremendous individual and a tremendous impact on people. Let's, uh, before the break, let's bring in Tara. And again, we're going to try to get to as many of your calls as we can. 421-3776. Tara in Mercer Island, how are you? I'm doing okay. Just kind of devastated by the um, loss of, Mr. Clayton, um, I just want to share um, a little bit of a story of what I thought of his show and then um, me personally um, of uh, interaction with him. Um, his show can never be replicated, just how he um, always was quick on his feet and answered and answered fans' questions, always treated them with respect and kindness, no matter what. And um, one situation, and I was um, blessed to meet him at the Seattle Seahawks um, training camp when he was standing in front of me in line, and he introduced me to Ma as Tara from Mercer Island, and that's how he knew me, um, and that I called into his show a lot, and what I always liked about it was that he asked me about um, my opinion of what he thought about 
about what I thought of training camp. Yeah, he was, uh, Tara, you summed it up. I mean, he remembered everybody. You meant the world to him. Um, he would talk about the callers, and we appreciate the call, Tara. Uh, and he would he would love to just chat football with anybody. It didn't matter whether you were a fan, whether you were another member of the media, you were a player, a GM. It didn't matter. He loved talking football. He loved interacting with people. And it was never talking down to anybody. It was always, it was, it, as she said there, what do you think? What do, what do you think about it? I mean, it was just... It was a really, really special part of his personality, and I think it's again what made what what really endeared him to as many people as as we're seeing reach out and talk about him and express their their thoughts and their feelings on social media, on television. Uh, and again, we're going to do that uh, throughout throughout the uh, morning until eleven o'clock. We're going to take your calls. We're going to speak to guests. We're going to speak with uh, Jake Heaps. Will join us coming up. We're going to speak with Greg Bell and Shannon Dreyer and. G. Scott, we're going we're gonna to get you all in, and we're going to celebrate John for the next three hours right here, remembering John Clayton on Seattle Sports on 710 in the Seattle Sports app. Remembering John Clayton, a legend in NFL history, a Hall of Fame journalist, and a fixture in Seattle sports, the professor. We are celebrating John Clayton during his show. This is the John Clayton Show here on Seattle Sports on 710. Bob Stelton with you. We're going to talk to a lot of guests today in case you're just tuning in. Uh, Phone lines are there for you, 421-3776. You guys can text in as well to the Mac and Jack's text line, 421-3776. We'll try to get to as many calls as we can. We just want to celebrate John and let everybody share in the stories and and really just sort of appreciate who who he's been to all of us. Uh, and, and just help everybody get through a rough time to say the very least, man, it's, it's, uh, incredibly difficult, but, uh, we'll head back out to the phone lines here and, uh, Raider Jim is with us. Raider Jim, how are you, my friend? Hi, Bob. How are you? I'm pretty shaken up about it. I, I'm not on social media, you know, yesterday afternoon, my, my good buddy, Mark and my other, my phone was blowing up and I was going, what's going on? Listen, my condolences to his wife, Pat, and to all of us in the football community, including this great radio station, for the opportunity to have some form of closure. I mean, Don was just so great. He was so gracious and kind to me and all of the other callers. I mean, he cultivated callers, and he was loyal to all of us. He made all better fans, you know, with his insight, his knowledge from JB and Tara and Mike and Renton, who's a Steeler fan, to Jet, to Irish Minky, to, to Commando Dave. I mean, and the other thing is he just loved his wife. He was a great model to all of us of what a great relationship should be like. And it was just really wonderful to witness that, you know, week in and week out. And the other thing is he, he did the hard work regarding the data. He, 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 um, he was gave us such great insight. And, you know, he made me a better football fan by the insights that he conveyed to me on a regular basis when we talked for over eight years on this station uh, and to his, to the greater football community. He made me think. He made me think on uh, like, well, what about this and what about that? Or for that matter, I would think, well, gosh, what would John say? And we would share <laughs> it. And then he would be, he would be, ever, he was so nice. And, you know, I'm just going to miss him so, so very much. So thank you for the opportunity to, uh, to talk about John. Um, he'll always be with me. And um, I, I consider him just a great human being. 
Yeah, I, I appreciate the kind words there, Raider Jim, and you, you nailed it. I mean, he's he was incredibly kind to everybody. And, and again, I'll, I say this, and I'm not uh, pandering to his callers here on his show. You guys absolutely meant the world to him. You absolutely did. And uh, that, that was something that I just marveled at, his dedication to doing this show and his eagerness to talk to all of you and, and uh, as a peer. Not not as hey I know everything and you don't know what you're talking. No, it was it was just he just loved engaging. Whether you guys argued, debated, we would argue and debate, but it was always it was always fun. It was always fun. So um, appreciate the call. We'll get to your calls for those of you hanging on. I promise we will get to your calls. Want to bring in uh, one of one of John's colleagues, one of my colleagues, a really good friend that you hear in the afternoons Monday through Friday here. Jake Heaps is with us. Jake, how are you, buddy? Bob, I'm doing good. It's always good to hear your voice, and uh, it's unfortunate in these circumstances. I'm trying to take some time to be able to give my condolences to Pat and all of his loved ones who are impacted by this, and obviously the NFL and uh, Seattle community. Um, you know, this was something that I was traveling, and I landed, and, and you know, boom, the news was right there on my phone, and I couldn't believe it. And this is somebody who... Bob, as you know, was a legend, an icon in the NFL community, in the Seattle community, who dedicated his life to being a great husband, first and foremost, uh, to his to his lovely wife, Pat, but also to the game of football and to his work and to his job. I mean, it was just incredible to watch this guy be so dedicated to his job and be so dedicated to the game of football and just love it so much. Hey, I was in a generation where I grew up watching the professor and watching him be a true pioneer in information brokering, where it came to sources, whether it came to, you know, the cap and understanding how the cap worked and how the money, explaining it in such a way that everyone could understand and pick up a little bit of knowledge every single time that they heard from John Clayton. And when it came time for, me to be able to finally call him a teammate and to work with him. It was a true honor and a pleasure to be able to have him on the show, to be able to be at training camp or OTAs and to, you know, see John and to see his smile on his face and his energy and his excitement to be there every single time, even in the sport for 40 years. It was incredible. And it was unmatched. And Bob, like you highlighted so beautifully during the show, always asking questions, always looking at you as a peer, um, you just felt right at home with John Clayton, and that's something that I will always remember. And it was an honor to be able to call him a teammate and, and um, to be able to work with him. And so just wanted to call and share my thoughts and, and love for John Clayton, and he will be greatly missed. That's uh, well well put, Jake. I, I couldn't, I can't add anything to it, man. Um, we're all feeling the same way, and I, I appreciate you calling in, buddy. Yeah, thanks, Bob. There you go. There's, there's Jake Heaps. Uh, again, Monday through Friday, you hear him here, another guy that just – you know, excited to work with John. It's a big deal. It really is in this business, especially if you uh, grew up watching him and he talked about, you know, his his ability to gather information and long before social media, long before, you know, all the immediate access we have now, watching him with multiple phones. I've, I've sat there and watched him with a phone on each ear, <laughs> talking to two different people at the same time and getting stories and corroborating them with other people on the other phone. It was just amazing to watch the man work. Um, another guy who I know he had a tremendous impact on. I know you read his stuff at the Tacoma News Tribune, who does a great job covering the Seahawks as well. Our buddy Greg Bell is with us. Greg, how are you, man? Heavy heart, Bob, but 
Thank you. Thanks for doing this a lot. It's really, really mean something you did this. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it it feels like it's the right thing to do to just kind of get to get because everybody's feeling the same way. First of all, it's a state of stunned. You're stunned. You're shocked. You don't know what to say. It doesn't feel like there aren't the right words. You know, I sat up all night thinking, well, what am I going to say? And I was just like, there's not, there's not anything I can say that that puts it in the proper perspective. You know, when you when you're around somebody of his of his caliber who was as kind as he was, who was as well established as he was, and just. Uh, what 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 do you say about it? But I know he's a guy that that certainly had an impact on you as a, as a journalist, as a, as a reporter. Um, just any 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 funny th- stories or things that that just stick out to you in thinking about John? Well, Bob, I go back to I'm from Pittsburgh, just outside of Pittsburgh. I grew up 30 minutes west of where John grew up, and I remember him at the Pittsburgh Press covering the Steelers, and Chuck Knoll wanted to run him out of the league. He was a part-time, I think he might have been, he might have been 24, you might know this story, and I don't know if you've told it already, and I apologize if you have, he might have been 24, 25 years old. He was a fill-in for the beat writer at the time for the Steelers. This was early, mid-80s, right after the Steelers' four Super Bowls in six years, and Chuck Noll was about to leave. It was at the end of his era, and, and Bradshaw was leaving. And the Steelers, it was a May minicamp, and the Steelers were in pads. I mean, Chuck Knoll was, he take no prisoners, old school offensive lineman from the Colts in the 50s type of guy and grew up in Cleveland. And he had him in pads in May, and John reported it and put it in the paper. <laughs> and we may think that's no big deal now, but in Pittsburgh, to put that, to go against the emperor, they called him the emperor in Pittsburgh, <laughs> to go against the emperor and put it in print, the fans wanted to run him out of town. Chuck Noll wanted to have a ban from the Steelers. Uh, he, the Steelers ended up losing a draft pick because of John's story. And again, he's a cub reporter at the time, new to the, the business, new to the paper, certainly new to the Steelers. It wasn't his beat. He was filling in. And he was banished by Chuck Noll from the facility for a, a period of time. And Art Rooney, the venerable owner that founded the Steelers in their late 20s and is still revered back in Pittsburgh, Saw John. Uh, I'm not sure if it was at the on the periphery of the city, looking, knowing John probably looking through a fence. <laughs> and and Art Rooney said, "No, no, you're back in. You did your job. You reported facts. We were wrong. We paid the penalty. You're you're on." And that was the end of John Clayton ever being banished from any NFL facility. Uh, it, it's just it's crazy. A week ago, I was supposed to be on with him on his Saturday morning show and. His producer called me and said, oh, he's feeling a little under the weather, just not feeling well. We'll do it again next week. And I didn't think anything of it. And ironically, last night I was at a News Tribune function early last evening in Tacoma, of course, where he started in Seattle and is still revered there by all of us. And my the president of the paper, the publisher, gave me the news, looked at me. She'd gotten a text. I just looked right through her. Stephanie Peterson, like I like she was not even talking. I couldn't believe what she was telling me. And I immediately thought back to him saying, Oh, we'll just do it again next week. And just the, the relentless work ethic, the, the, the detail. And I mean, he knew who was questionable for the Jaguars against the dolphins on a Friday. (laughs) Why did he know that? And not only did he know that Bob, but, and you know this, but he didn't publicize this. He did many of those segments with you and with uh, people around the country 
from his wife Pat's medical appointments mm-hmm. and, and from the doctor's offices. And he was so dedicated to her care. I think it's pretty much knowledge here in Seattle that she's battling multiple sclerosis. And in the last 10 years, has really been a challenge for John to travel. And he really talked, he talked a lot to me about the time sacrifice of leaving her in full-time care that she requires. And they had to have, they still have to have a person in with their home full-time to take care of her. Yet he was so dedicated both to her and her, his profession that he did both. And, uh, of all the things John Clayton was a Hall of Famer for, the devotion to Pat is number one to me. Yeah, that's uh, it's beautiful, Greg. I, I, again, it's it's hard to add anything to any any of these memories and observations. It's it's, it's you're right on the money. You're right on the money, and and uh, really appreciate you checking in, man. It's good to hear your voice. I, it's almost a stream of consciousness now. It's so stunning, but I, again, appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity, and I'm, it's really cool that you're doing this for him. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. There's Greg Bell from the Tacoma News Tribune, who, and he's right. I forgot all about that. John had done segments with us. He'd be in a hospital, you know, taking care of his wife, but he he loved to talk football. He loved his wife. He would meld the two. It was just, it was a beautiful thing, and his his dedication was just unmatched. Um, and again, I talked about his reach and his impact around the league, around the world of sports, not just football, but a statement from the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, on the passing of John Clayton. Um, it reads, John Clayton, one of the first insiders, helped bring fans closer to the game they loved. For five decades, he covered the league with endless energy and professionalism. He earned my tremendous respect and admiration as a journalist, but more importantly, is a wonderful person, particularly as it relates to the love, care, and devotion to his wife, Pat. We will miss John and send our deepest condolences to Pat and his sister, Amy. That is from the NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell. The Hall of Fame tweeted out a statement. The Seahawks have have weighed in on on social media. The Pittsburgh Steelers have. Russell Wilson has. I mean, players across the league, GMs, reporters, you name it. it, It's amazing to see the outpouring. Again, we're going to try to... Get to as many of your calls as we can. If you're hanging on the phone lines, hang tight. We will get to your calls at 421-3776. You guys can text in as well, 421-3776 to the Mac and Jacks text line. Uh, a lot of guests coming up throughout the day. A celebration of John Clayton right here on Seattle Sports on 710 in the Seattle Sports app. Remembering John Clayton, a legend in NFL history, a Hall of Fame journalist, and a fixture in Seattle sports. The Professor. This is the John Clayton Show here on Seattle Sports on 710. Bob Stelton with you, taking your calls throughout the day, talking to friends, colleagues, all of you about our buddy, our pal, our friend, John Clayton, who, uh, again, in case you're just tuning in and you're not on social media, maybe you're unaware, uh, passed away yesterday at the age of 67. A tremendous, tremendous loss. Uh, we're all we're all feeling it. We're all in it together, and uh, just just celebrating, just just telling stories. And we're gonna we're gonna talk to a lot of people throughout uh, the morning, and we're gonna talk to you again. If you're hanging on the phone lines, please hang tight. I promise we will get to your calls. But right now, I want to bring in another one of our coworkers, our Mar- Mariners insider, Shannon Dreyer. Shannon, good to talk to you. 
Good to talk to you, Bob. I'm so glad you're doing this. This show meant so much to John, the ability to connect with the fans and to talk with them. And uh, it just, it was, I mean, it's been an institution on Saturday mornings for so long. And I know that he would have wanted this to go on today. And I can't think of a much more appropriate tribute than to do that. This, This meant a lot to him. Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, you you've been around him almost as long as I have. We both started in the same place, and uh, I, I'm guessing you felt the same way as I did back in those days. That it was just such a big deal to be around him. You know that this is before Schefter, this is before Albert Breer and Tom Pelissero and all these people and social media and the easy access to information, immediate access. Watching him in the in the sports pit over there with with a phone up to each ear and and he's talking to two different people at the same time and watching him gather information and more importantly Shannon the way he treated us as I said he he never talked down or treated us like here kid you're gonna learn just hang hang back he would talk to you like well what do you think what do you think of this or he would share from it was just it was just such a cool thing to meet somebody that you watched and admired and and have them interact with you that way. You know, there's nothing better than when you meet a hero and they exceed your expectations or your beliefs or your wildest dreams of what they could be. And for me, the reporters were my hero. I always wanted to be a reporter. And, and Clayton, you know, was sports reporting. You were talking about the phone up to every year. Year when we did that, I mean, the phones were the size of shoeboxes. Yeah. <laughs> he was still, he was still doing that. And you know, when I find out the very first thing that I am going to do, and this is after winning a contest, mine, you didn't have the school was uh, you're going to do updates for John Clayton on Saturday morning. I was in shock. I mean, how was this even possible? John Clayton is on ESPN. He is the newsbreaker. How is this possible? And I was nervous, and he couldn't have been nicer. And what you said and what we're hearing from so many people is he treated us as peers almost from the beginning. And what that did was that gave us confidence. And it's funny because you run into a lot of us. There are a lot of people in this business who their first job was was doing updates or running a board or doing something with John Clayton. And, you know, a lot of times in that first job, a lot of people flame out. It's too much. And uh, he, he took, you know, kept good, took good care of us, kept watch, gave us the confidence when we needed it. And just so inspirational to see what he did back then and hear the stories. I mean, I'm sure Mike Sandel will probably tell this story, but John Clayton, I mean, this was reporting. This was before uh, the days of the Internet and and, and things like that. But he would sleep in his car outside of Seahawks headquarters to, to be there when the big guys got there and he was able to get the scoop. You know, that's what it was back then and so exciting. And just being able to hear those stories and see the reverence that others had for him it was inspirational and and the fact that you know here we are what 20 years later still working with him and seeing him still do the same thing and still knowing that there are a lot uh, of others that had that same experience um very very special very inspirational and yeah i just i I cannot to this day believe that that's how it all started yeah it's uh I mean, you nailed it again. I'm hearing from all of these people, and there's nothing I can add. I mean, you're absolutely you nailed it. You you sum up who he is and 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 how he treated us. More importantly, as as you know, youngsters in this business, intimidated and and nervous and scared and don't want to screw up. And you're around somebody of his stature and and the way he could make you feel so comfortable. And and again, just talk to you, just talk to you. And he, but the the beauty is Shannon and and is that he talk to everybody that way, not just people in the business. I mean, we're getting calls from, you know, people that would call him every week or people that met him at training camp or met him in an airport or whatever. And he would, 
he would talk and ask them, what do you think? What do you, they'd ask about whatever team or player they were asking about, and he would, he'd fire a question back to them. He, we, he just loved to engage. He, and he was so pleasant about it. There was always a smile on his face when he was talking to somebody about football, you know, in, in particular or anything for that matter. But I, I just I get a, a good chuckle and I'll, I'll be driving around on a Saturday and I'll have the radio on and I'll be it'll be his show. And it will be, oh, who does he have on right now? Because you're listening to somebody, you know, really giving some good information about football and it's <laughs> a caller. Yeah. You know, he would, he, he would uh, absolutely, uh, you know, he loved that interaction. He loved that talk. And it was a back and a forth. It wasn't, you know, hey, so-and-so from such-and-such, such, you're on, and then click, you're put on hold afterwards. No, it was a full discussion because he loved engaging. He loved connecting. And it, it was just, uh, you know, very, very unique in this business. I'm not sure that there is a reporter out there that had more respect for the fans than he did. No. You know, just the way that he interacted and the time that he gave uh, was amazing. And, you know, this is a guy that didn't have time, and he chose to do this. He was 24-7 football, absolutely devoted to his wife, Pat, who would just, you know, she was there every step of the way. And we saw her every Saturday morning in the studio as well, just a special, special relationship there. Yet still to have enough for the fans, he didn't have to do that. The people who wanted to talk football 100% there and just, you know, the excitement. And he would always have a smile on his face when he did that. Just uh, very, very special. Uh, spot on, Shannon. Really, really appreciate you taking a few minutes to call in. It's good. It's good to talk to you. Yeah, you too, Bob. Hang in there. There you go. There's our Mariner insider, Shannon Dreyer, with a few thoughts. And uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, co-workers, former co-worker and friend and, and somebody who knew John extremely well, uh, obviously, and everybody, no stranger in anybody listening right now, Jessamine McIntyre is here with us. Hey, Jess, it's good to talk to you. Hi, Bob. It's really good to talk to you, too. How are you doing today? Uh, hanging in there. I think that's a really good phrase to say how we're all just hanging in there because we are. John uh, would say that to us so many times um, because he's hanging in there through all the trials and tribulations that he went through through his work and taking care of Pat. He was always just hanging in there, but also being awesome at the same time. Um, I really love that you guys are doing this show, and I wanted to call in and, and say thank you for that. Well, it's obviously the least we can do, and, and, and you had a special relationship with him. I know you know, you you some very kind gestures on your part to go over there and, and cook dinner at times and and really interact on a different level outside of the you know just the sports world. But uh, I know you had a special relationship with John and Pat that that you know maybe is or is not public. But uh, just very very cool to hear your voice and and uh, weigh in on a, on an extremely tough day. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. And people might not know it, but um, I moved from the East Coast, and John was my first friend here. Um, he, I, I was working at ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut before I moved out and I would talk to John just, you know, through an ISDN line. So he would be a voice booming in through a studio that I was working at, you know, in, you know, when I was 22 years old, oh, it's John Clayton. And when he found out that I was offered a job out in Seattle, he was so proud to, um, to invite me to this city and, he really, really wanted me to come out here and, and just kept telling me how amazing it was. And without him, I don't think that I ever would have come out here. And um, and throughout that entire time, we became friends. 
I moved out here um, and I considered him a friend when I was on the East Coast. But coming out here, um, he he really, really showed me the city and showed me how friendship really was. It it was special in, in his own way. You know, we're all a little different and, and John and Pat obviously have an amazing relationship. But John, it was a really good friend. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you summed it up. He's had such a tremendous impact on, on everybody, on all of us in different ways for different reasons. But the one common theme is just his his kindness to everybody, his generosity and his, his championing of, of people. And, and uh, just really, I, I mean, it's hard to put into words, but just, just a guy with tremendous reach and impact and, 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 and reading it on social media and hearing it from you and, and others, it's just, it's, it, it just reinforces that and incredibly special. And it, it's great to hear your voice, Jess. I miss you. I miss you too. And if you want to hear a really good story, I'm going to give you one. <laughs> when my first summer here, he could not stand the fact that I had never had Copper River salmon. And so <laughs> I was producing the Kevin Calabro show outside of the Mariner Stadium. And he just didn't understand the fact that I had never had Copper River salmon. And he, we invited him down. He, he and Pat were down there broadcasting with us. And he walked away for an hour. He went to the owner, and I won't say the restaurant, went to the owner of a certain restaurant that was in the area but was about a mile away, walked a mile, found a, some restaurant that had Copper River salmon, and brought me three pieces of fish with the sides, all the fixings, <laughs> all the way back to our site where we were broadcasting outside of the Mariner Stadium just to make sure that I got to taste Copper River salmon. And that was my first real friend's engagement with John. And um, he just wanted everyone to experience Seattle that way and uh, and, and also in a, a really great friend way. Um, so all our thoughts to Pat, his entire family, and thank you for just engaging me for a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great story. That's so great. Jess, it's, it's good to talk to you. Great to hear your voice. Thank you, Bob. There you go. There's Jessamine McIntyre, our former co-worker, one of the best in the business, and that's an awesome story. That's so cool. That is so, John. That is great. We're going to continue with uh, with the guests. A lot of people, uh, we got Graz will be coming up, Mike Sando, G. Scott, uh, Jim Moore, Dave Wyman, Mike Salk. Uh, the head coach, Pete Carroll, will weigh in with us this morning as well. So, again, you're, you're, you're hearing it. We're, we're, we're going to hear from you as well. I promise. I know a lot of you have been hanging on the phone lines for a long time. We will get to your calls coming up. Uh, we are remembering John Clayton right here on Seattle Sports on 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Remembering John Clayton, a legend in NFL history, a Hall of Fame journalist, and a fixture in Seattle sports, The Professor. This is the John Clayton Show here on Seattle Sports on 710. We are taking your calls, remembering, celebrating the great John Clayton. We've got a lot of guests coming up. We're going to speak with G. Scott here in just a moment, but I do want to give you guys an opportunity because, as I said, and this is not, this is not uh, blowing smoke or pandering. You, 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 the callers, the listeners, meant the absolute world to John, and I, I want to give you guys an opportunity to speak and, and share thoughts and uh Let's head out to Seattle. Jet has been waiting patiently. Jet, I appreciate your patience. 
well, hey, I, <laughs> I wait a heck of a lot longer for John. Um, it's definitely worth it, as John was our true Seattle sports icon. Um, he was one of a kind, and uh, we had a lot of life intersections. I went to school in western New York, came out here about three years after John. And so uh, and I've been talking to him, going back to KJR. Uh, and uh, it's just one of those deals. It's like, oh, we can't do anything on Saturday morning until I get to talk to John. <laughs> and the best thing about John was he was always happy to talk to you. I mean, and it felt legitimate, legitimately so. I mean, it wasn't an act. It wasn't a shtick. Um, he always was happy to talk to you. And uh, it was great, you know, the you know, 15, 20 years of banter we had back and forth, just very knowledgeable. And it was just great being able to talk about the Jets with somebody that knew about the Jets out here because there really aren't <laughs> many of us out here. And um, it was just a wonderful opportunity. And I always appreciated the ability not just to talk to, like, a friend, but talk to somebody that was, uh, you know, I mean, this guy's, you know, credentials are beyond, beyond compare. I mean, just the opportunity is wonderful. And then the way he treated you uh, was just, just spectacular. And uh, you just, you just, you just don't have that opportunity very often. And I'm just glad I was able to seize on that for the last you know, 20 years. And, um, and this is, this is really just devastating. Um, uh, I know talking to Matt, and I'd like to give you know Matt and Liz a shout out. These last two that ran the board, and they did a fabulous job um, for John and and Matt has just been great. Um, it's been a tough couple of years for you know many of us. We've all lost many people, but um, uh, you know they couldn't be more gracious. Uh, and that's the thing about John is like even when some mook would call and didn't know what they were talking about, <laughs> John never you know treated him poorly never talked down to them always tried to build up a conversation build up some sort of repertoire you know with repartee with them and uh i was always very kind and gracious to everybody um he didn't big time or big deal anybody uh he just you know it just it seems like what you see is what you got and that's just so rare uh in in this particular business and it was just a special special opportunity to have the ability to you spend all those years on Saturday morning with him, um, you know, and that doesn't take into account, you know, the, the depth of his knowledge and the depth of our conversations and everything else about the Jets and football and everything. And I can't believe how much I've learned from him over the years. And man, this is just, uh, I'm just numb. It's, I'm, it's, I'm just numb. Yeah. I, I, uh, I really appreciate the call Jed and, yeah. and, uh, you're you're on the money, as I said, and it's not pandering, and it's not blowing smoke to any of you who were regular callers to his show. Yeah. He he lived for this show. He loves talking to you guys, and 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 he he spoke to you the way he spoke to us, the way he spoke to somebody who would approach him on the street. Yeah. I mean, he just he was that genuine, and and I can't reiterate yeah. enough that those who say, "Hey, I feel like I lost a friend. I feel like I knew him, even though I never met him." You did know him. Yeah. You knew him. That's yeah. who he was. Yeah. And genuine, I think, is the best uh, the best one word to describe him or sum him up. Um, he just was a genuine guy. He was just a real guy and uh, just enjoyed doing what he did and enjoyed his niche in life. And um, uh, I'm also glad that you're bringing in some guys from KJR as well because, you know, a lot of us, some of us go back there and, um, you know, that's where we all started, and uh, I'm glad that they'll be part of it because that certainly was a part of his background, too. I mean, I remember when he started with uh, with the Fabulous Sports Babe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you go way back. That's where I started, yeah. Jet. And, uh, 
Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the door is open. The invite is there for everybody. Again, this yeah. is, this is a celebration of John that's not limited to us. It's, it's for everybody. And, uh, appreciate the call, Jet. Thanks so much. And I'm, I'm glad you guys are doing it. And I just want to give a shout out to, you know, Greater Mike and Irish Mankey and all our, you know, weekly cronies. And I wish them all well. And, um, I give them a hug on the air and, uh, I hope, uh, I hope everything turns out well for all of our weekly callers that we're not going to hear from anymore. Yeah, thank you thank so you much, much, Jet. I appreciate the call. Appreciate the call, and again, we'll we'll try to get to as many of your calls as we can. I want to bring in another another colleague, another coworker, and a and a guy who worked closely with John, former co-host of his, uh, G. Scott, who you hear over on our sister station on uh, on ninety seven three FM. Uh, G, how you doing, man? I'm I'm, I'm doing all right, but um, so many thoughts and emotions and i think i share that feeling like everyone else that is either listening or that just called in uh just listening to Jessamine and listening to you talk about it and there's so many things that that, that go through our minds but there's one common denominator that continues to be talked about outside of how great of a husband that john was to pat it was how he made us feel and whether you were a caller, whether you were a fan in the, in the stands at the stadium, a colleague, a coworker, a family, whoever you are, or in my case, one year removed from washing cars, and here I am a year into the radio game, and he allows me space to do radio on his show. Like I like to think about that is just unreal. Here it is, this Hall of Famer. The halt, one of the best to ever do it is allowing me space and an opportunity to do that with him, do a radio with him every single day. And, and then Bob, the text messages from last night to this morning with, with former NFL players and current NFL players. And they all is weird. They all say the same thing. They say, man, love that dude, man. Yeah. Man, he was he was always solid to me. Yeah. And and so you're going to take calls every single day and that's going to be the constant right there. And one last thing that I thought about a second ago is when you transcend to a level in a place in this world where you are identified by one word as your name, professor. If you say professor, everybody in the world knows who you're talking about. So much so, even if you say Clayton, you know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Bob, I don't. I got. I got a lot of things I could say. It's a short show. I, I'm, I'm crushed. I'm gonna miss my friend. He was an amazing person to me, to you, to everyone that knew him. I can't believe how genuine he was, and I can't believe the amount of people that will have stories about how he helped them with their start in their career. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. And and I think you, you hit on one thing is he how he was perceived by those in the business and those that he would interview. You you know how it is. Oftentimes when we're in that locker room or that clubhouse and uh, we'll be walking over to a player, you can almost see that look on their face like, oh boy, here comes this guy. Or here I got to answer a question from this guy. You know, you can tell they're not in it. But when John would walk up to him, was that it made them feel special? Hey, that's John Clayton. You know, it's just it was a, it was sort of a role reversal where you know they were they were sort of in awe of him, and it just spoke to his 
his stature within the within the sports community and how he was revered and 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 the respect he had from those he was interviewing and talking to and and that's a rare thing in this business to to reach that level to where you know there are guys that don't really want to talk but they see that guy oh I want to talk to him that's that's sort of an honor or a privilege and you know it wasn't just players it was it was coaches it was GMs it was owners it was it was everybody it was everybody and that just speaks to his character and 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 what he established over his career. I saw you're right, Bob. I saw a former linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks, Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl forty eight MVP, Malcolm Smith, and his words on Twitter was that that's when he knew that he had made it in the NFL once he was getting interviewed by the professor. Yeah. And so many like that was it. Like, okay, it's official now. Yeah, sure, you've got you've gotten drafted. Yeah, sure, you're on the team. But once the professor is interviewing you, it's real. Yeah. Your career has started. Yeah, that's great. That is so great. Gee, it's uh, it's good to talk to you, man. Thanks so much for checking in. All right, brother. Take care. There you go. There's G. Scott. You can hear him on our sister station on 97.3 FM at night uh, during the week. And uh, co-hosted a show with John for, for a bit over here as well. And, and he's absolutely right. John, an established Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer, as established as it gets, and and, and and giving room to somebody that you know is new to the business and welcoming them and 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 sort of just embracing them and and embracing that learning curve is just it's that's just different in this business. I can't tell you how different that is, and it speaks to it speaks to who John Clayton was. And and we are going to continue with your calls again. I apologize to those of you who've been hanging on the phone lines. We will get through all of your calls, so hang tight. I see you there. We got a lot of people that want to weigh in as well. So we're going to continue as we remember the great John Clayton right here. Seattle Sports on 710 and the Seattle Sports app.